Yo, man, it's a lot of brothers out there flaking and perpetrating, but scared to kick reality. Drug dealer benzes with gold diggers in them. And elevator condos on everything I love. This ain't a wave or a phase, cause all that fades. This lifestyle's forever when you made. They tweet about the length I made them wait. What the fuck you expect when it got a cape and he's great? Ovens full of cakes that he bakes. Still spreading paste. The love just accentuates the hate. This is for my bodybuilding clients moving weight. Just add water, stir it like a shake. Play amongst the stars like the roof in the wraith. Get the table next to mine, make our bottle servers race. These are the games we play, we are the names they say. This is the drug money your ex reclaim. He makes to all of my young. I am but I'll, I'll say it real quick. Um, I can't say it around. My friends don't know how to act when I try and have this conversation normally. But the truly depressing shit is when you realize. Making a hundred thousand on paper ain't ain't nothing. Like that shit go. No, you're not you're not rich by any means. Like, bro, it's just it's just a little bit more comfort, maybe a little bit more. Bro, ta- oh, after man. Texas, you immediately down to seventy eight, and you ain't paid no benefits. And oh, like, bro, rip. what the hell? Like to really be like where niggas was like, you know, when a back when a hundred k was a hundred k. Now you got to be at like a buck twenty five, a buck thirty five for you to really I, I just swear. be like comfortably like, hey, you know, hundred k game, six game, six game, seventy eight after taxes, probably seventy maybe after benefits. Then you can't be a nigga making a hundred thousand and not taking out some of your retirement. So ten percent, a hundred, you take another ten. What are we down to now? Sixty. Down to sixty. And it's like, all right, five bands a month. That's still well, but it ain't what yeah. you thought you was getting. No. It ain't. Man, it ain't. I'll take five bands. I'll take five bands a nut a month net. I'll take that. No, of I course. Know, I, of yeah, course. Like I know that. <laughs> Alex like said, I know he'll if take I five be big bands in a nut. Goddamn, I ain't. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take that. <laughs> nah, but nah, I t- I will definitely take that. Five bands a month yeah. is super straight. But mentally, yeah, you thought you was getting eight or nine on the low, and then you like, wait, nigga, no, no. Nah. Nah, that's 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 dead. That's like that can. Yeah, go. I was being real favorable. Like, don't let don't fuck around and have like your wife or your uh, family on your benefits, nigga. Bruh, you you closer to four. You closer bruh, to you four months. Bro, you be looking at. I be looking at that goddamn insurance portion, <laughs> the little insurance piece for the family. I be like, nigga, what? We look. Somebody going to the doctor this week. Somebody going make this more... week. Somebody going next week, nigga. We finna get our money's worth out of all of this shit. Cause what? <laughs> See, I got an HSA, so I don't really be tripping off that. Cause I'm like, most of this is coming to me. Like, mm-hmm. I'm gonna go. You know, Raven gonna buy a bunch of glasses, or I'm gonna go get a massage or something. We gonna spend this money. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm cool with that. I but them taxes, especially Social Security, like. Y'all been telling me since I was 16 this shit wasn't going to be here for me. Why am I still paying this? Because it's a fucking scam. Bro, Social Security is the biggest scam. You know, do you know what Social Security, they say it's not working, it doesn't work? That's because you only pay Social Security on the first, like, 180000 or 200000 of your salary. So niggas like LeBron, they are through paying Social Security after the first quarter of the first game of the season. Nigga, the first game. 
niggas like LeBron. No, 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 no. The first quarter of the first oh, you game. you said the first quarter. <laughs> Not even the first quarter of the season. Like, literally before halftime, this nigga has paid all the Social Security he will pay for the year. Yeah, and then they're going to tell us some shit like it's broken. Nigga, tax that nigga 2%. Like, he can pay that shit. Hey, man, tax the rich. Literally, if we tax the rich, it would completely fix Social Security. But we just, you know... That shit is crazy. They'd rather make us go what, through it. What future, sir? It's an evil world we live in. You know, future always says a lot, so I was very nervous where I was going. Yeah, because I, I was like, I it's a lot of things, I'm like, but I'm like, I'm going to just say the after five staple here. <laughs> like, that's what I'm going to go with. <laughs> now, every, every time I think about money, <laughs> just thought that I was going to set it up for somebody else. To I was scared. Out. I was like, wait, what are you going to say oh, now? <laughs> yeah. Okay, this year, um, Social Security is only taxed up to 147000 Nigga, what? It's 2%. Let them niggas pay 2%, bro. I mean, just think how much money being left on the table because of that. Like, y'all could, like, y'all could at least tax, like, like, maybe you tax at a lower percentage once you go above that, but y'all could at least still tax, like, maybe up to, I don't know, a million. Like, I don't know, just something I'm better than saying, that. I'm saying, bro. But I don't know, man. Maybe because they know that shit finna be over. They like, we ain't finna reform it. We get our podcast deal, and niggas is starting to do these splits to break this shit down. I want you niggas to remember <laughs> what you said Look, man, on I today. I ain't gonna forget. I ain't gonna forget. Regarding Bro. the 2%, and who should be charged? I ain't gonna forget. Because if I get up they to M, and they only charging me that 2% up to the fart, nigga, the first 10%. Man, tax me, man. And then after that, Y'all the rest is me. on me, it's up. Bro, I'm with it. Text me, cause yeah, like me. now, now when we now when we get the federal income tax and niggas start finessing out of that, I completely get it, cause that yeah. shit is so ambiguous. Like you don't know what that shit is really going to. You don't. You have no clue. But if me paying this two percent is gonna like make it so niggas don't have to work their whole lives, mm-hmm. of course I'll pay that shit. I'm not tripping. Come on, man. Now that federal income tax, I'm definitely gonna do some some shiesty shit. Now I'm not I'm not paying that shit. Fuck Come on, you know you know I'm opening up a church. You know uh, what I'm saying? <laughs> I was just looking at this video about uh, it was that <laughs> Chris Jenner how she like she she opened up this church and you know it's some little small church in California. You know all her kids members and you know I think they be tithing they ten percent a month of their income and. Just saying that's like another way they just avoid taxes and shit because, you know, I don't know. You know, church got all this weird tax setups and shit like that. Essentially saying that most of them niggas pay like little to no taxes because of this oh, yeah. entity that Chris got set up. I'm like, damn. Big charity over here. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, that's wild. Damn, Wait. I wonder if Kanye yeah. Sunday service is technically a church. You know he writing that shit off. Come on. <laughs> Come on. And it's very believable too, nigga. Be having service. This ain't no. <laughs> nigga, Any, we praise yay, God up yay move, yay financially move like a rich white man. So you know he over there doing rich white man shit. <laughs> Only a rich white man go from being bankrupt to a billionaire in like two, three years. Like that's some rich white on, shit. Man. I that am nigga broke, went, nigga. Went to the, <laughs> nigga went to them hidden hills and started getting crazy. Bro, I'm in debt. Now y'all could y'all could tax me though, man, because I'm a nigga who be content. You know, I always tell y'all, even when, even when a nigga came out of school making that 38K, nigga, I was balling. I'm like, nigga, I'm balling. I'm making more money, nigga. I'm getting over a thousand a check. And they see, and that's my problem. That's been helping me, man. I'll be uh, too content. I'll be like, shit, I pay my bills. I save my money. 
I'll be all right. So even if I'm making a mill, if y'all tax me and let's say that come out to, I don't know, 600 grand a year, Nick, I'm doing better than most people, man. I'm blessed. Tax me. Okay, nah, bro. fuck that. Social security I pay, but I'm not paying. Fuck that. Fuck no. Fuck no. Tax me. Bless God it. Yeah. Me. Fuck yeah, that. I'm not doing that shit, bro. God got me, man. Take Ain't nobody shit. else paying that shit. I I'll give away money. I'll do I'll do I'll be charitable. But I'ma do it to who I want to, how I want to. Fuck them. The fuck? Hell no. What Drake said, guys playing, let's make a video. Something. <laughs> Write all this shit off. I'm not paying that shit. Hell no. We not doing that. You niggas is funny. <laughs> what niggas be doing? I'm about playing something. I'm not. I'm not. Fuck no, bro. I'm not I'm giving my money to the government. You know, speaking of giving money, man. Speaking of giving money. You know, I've been seeing a lot of shit on social media lately, man. A lot of shit on social media. First of all, first of all, it's a lot of things that. I think the there's a larger conversation about like tipping and you know really caring about workers and shit but specifically this has been about splitting the bill splitting the bill i'm gonna read this uh this tweet that i guess uh somebody who work in the uh, i don't even know what you want to call it the restaurant field something like that but they posted this receipt and it's a pretty large receipt. The total uh, is about $1,400. It's a lot of different items on the receipt. It's all on one receipt. I'm assuming that this receipt was provided to the party. And what the party did was put their names next to, I guess, what they ordered. And just kind of gave it back to the waiter or waitress to say, hey, like, split the check up. You know, because we're not finna just pay one check. We want our individual checks. And this was a problem for the waiter or waitress. And the caption on this tweet says, can't stress this enough as a part-time restaurant worker. We don't care about your financial situation or who pays. It becomes a problem when your arithmetic and transactions are time consuming, especially when it's busy. Sort out your coins and your friendships before you arrive. And then there's another tweet too attached with that. Seeing a lot of remarks about what tech the business should use or the responsibility of the server. Every place is different. When you visit a restaurant, you are on their program. They are not on yours. Now, guys, I've been out to eat with groups. You know, maybe we didn't went to some nice places. The bill gets expensive. I don't care if the bill not expensive or is expensive. When we going out to eat, Unless somebody going, you know, big ball and say, I got y'all, which I'm, I'm yet to experience. Nigga, we splitting that bill. Like, I, I've, I'm going to be honest with y'all. I've never been in a situation where we didn't split the bill. When niggas even asked, hey, uh, like, let's just split it evenly. Like, I've never actually been in a party where that was asked or even suggested. I just feel like it's always been second nature that, you know, if me and Brittany go out, look, me, me and her together. If I'm out, nigga, my shit separate. You know, you pay for what you order. I pay for what I ordered. I don't necessarily believe in uh, if the bill is $600 and it's six of us, then everybody put in 100 and, you know, that's how we doing it. But I see a lot of people on social media who like, damn, like y'all don't split it evenly. We ain't finna do all this math like you niggas broke. You know, if you ain't order a lot while you come out. Like if you just order water in – appetizer nigga 
that's on you. You should have ordered more because we splitting this bill evenly. But I ain't never experienced that ever in my life. And nor have I ever been to a restaurant where they said, we can't give you individual checks. Like, we can only give you one so y'all work it out because our technology don't allow that shit. Like, it's 2022. Like, well, I don't... So I don't even understand how this is still an argument, but clearly it is because I see a lot of people who are on the other side saying, what you mean y'all don't split it evenly? Like, we all went out, we ain't finna do all this math. What's y'all thoughts on this? Um. So I get it. I get the... the um server's perspective in a sense that this is a lot of work to be doing once it gets to be like one of those crazy checks like the one that was in the tweet but at the same time it's like bro i don't need you this restaurant doesn't even pay you hourly like you are to me in the the i mean the quintessential service role like or service industry you get paid by the people you're serving like your manager and all them so to me if I was a server, I would be more invested on making sure that table's happy. But I can see at the same time, you know, that's a long-ass list of shit. And then when I come back, somebody's going to want to say, I didn't have the Brussels sprouts. She had the Brussels sprouts. Like, bro, cash up her that petty shit. Don't waste my time. Like, Because now I haven't split your shit all up and you're still complaining. And we're what are we doing? We're wasting each other's time now. So I, I, I get it. But at the same time, I'm like, bro. Like you said, Alex, like I'm 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 here to pay for my food. I'm not here to to just throw a pool of money in. But I get why that's easier. So, you know what I'm saying? I see both sides, but I've definitely never experienced the, you know what I'm saying? I had ten dollars worth of food and they're like, Oh, we're gonna split it evenly, you pay a hundred. Like, we're not gonna do that. We're not gonna do that. And honestly, bro, as a server, because I hear what you're saying, Blake, but get that shit right, nigga. If I ain't had a Brussels sprout, send that shit back. And take them damn Brussels sprouts off my ticket like I asked for. Like I told you the first time. Like, I got to make up for your incompetence. Now, I ain't cash-apping, my friend. Bro, okay? you can cash, you can cash up your homie right. five, bro. Man, if nah, it's, bro. If it's nah, 10 of I y'all, can't do the tax. I can't bro, do the it's, tax. If it's, <laughs> if it's 10 checks and I got everything right except that, bro, okay, I'm not yeah. going back. All right. I'm fine. not going back, bro. Just cash-app them. It's fine. But no, nah, but get it right, though. Like, before you even go put the shit in the system, like, first of all, when you first come to the table and you see it's a big... A big party don't assume it's all on one check like nigga is it separate like get it get it at that time because i know for the most part as you enter in those different meals and drinks and shit if you already know from the jump and as you writing it down who's who then you got it and i feel like that's how it is most places i go and and 99 percent of the time the check is correct you know but i just got no i got no sympathy for uh a waitress saying, man, I ain't trying to do a little extra work to give separate tickets. Like, I don't know. I, I got no sympathy for it. Like, I'm a, and I guess for me, like, I know I'm a tip you. So, like, I ain't going to skip you on the tip. So, just I get mean, my shit I, right. I think it's just the fact of the matter is I don't get any sympathy in my job when I got to do some shit that I really don't want to fucking do, but it is a part of my fucking job. Facts. You know what a motherfucker's going to tell me? Hey. This is what your job is. And you know what I did? I put in an application. I interviewed and got approved to be in my role. And that is my job. And anybody who says, hey, I want to be in the food service industry. And you apply for that job and you took that job as a part of that service. You need to ensure that what I am paying accurately reflects what it is that I ate. So if I got a group of 20 people and you know we got a group of 20, 
it's on you how you take our orders, how you ensure that the food gets out there correctly. But if you tell me that as one person out of a group of 20, that we got to bust this receipt down ourselves because you should have known what the situation, like, I don't care about your financial situation or who pays. Like, no, nigga, you do care about my financial situation and you do care about who pays because if everybody getting this bitch and say, you know what, fuck this, I'm walking out. Like, I've never personally been a part of this shit, but I have seen people on trips, <laughs> large groups be like, mm-hmm. fuck this motherfucker, get up and walk out. Like, to your point, Alex, it is 2022. Most yep. modern establishments are no longer even taking cash. So that means you have to be able to digitally take some type of form of payment, which lets me know. Mm-hmm. Even if you got something as basic as square, like you just got a square reader, nigga, you know what you can do? You can bust that bitch down. <laughs> like, so if you, you are to. telling me, like, if you telling me like, hey, it becomes a problem when your arithmetic and transactions are time consuming. What else you going to do with your time? Like we at this table, we're your party. It's either somebody else is going to come in and you're going to be serving them or you're going to be sitting down at a table breaking this receipt down like it like I don't understand dog like you you're being paid to serve people from one point in time to another point in time so whether you got a table of cuz to your point Alex this is a 141778 receipt so they spent $1417.78 the 18% gratuity on that is $233. So let's just assume that mm-hmm. these are people who are going to tip appropriately. But see, but see, Nate, I got to stop you there. That's why I feel them. That's why I feel them because niggas had this attitude of like, like you just said, the things that you just said, you feel that way because you are going to pay accordingly. And you're like, I'm paying a premium for this service. I deserve my service. Absolutely. But here's the thing. That that's that's not average. That's not average. I don't think the average person tips eighteen percent. So no. so imagine like you are so imagine you doing this arithmetic, you you constantly being underpaid, and you're not even underpaid at a set rate. You might get fucked today. Like you never know. So imagine dealing with that and you know, you got a motherfucker sitting somebody at your table when you're not ready. So you got other people who irritated with you. You didn't even know they were sitting there. And the table that's been on 10 that you know not about to tip you like that is like, hey, you need to go get this right. Hey, what push say? Right. What, what push say? These are the games we play. <laughs> hey, <laughs> hey. <laughs> hey, these are the hey, games we play. Hey, what you signed play. up for, man. You in the service industry, dog. Yeah. You are in the service industry. Like, I understand that that is some people's passion. That's something that they love. And some people got to do out of necessity. Like, I'm not shitting on the road, period. But I understand. Alex, me and Alex worked front lines at Best Buy. Like, nigga, we was in the service industry. We wasn't serving tables, but nigga, we was. You ever dealt with a damn uh, East Ridge? uh, What was that? Meth head? You ever dealt bro, with a meth the, head from East Ridge ass, running up on you, trying to get, trying to return 
two Wi-Fi routers that are not in the same packages. And they just trying to get some money because they just stole the shit out of Walmart. Or niggas are just coming in just like, hey, hey, we we need some candy. Candy right there, bro. But see, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> like, that's not a the candy that's, right there. That's not a that's not a one for one replacement because what a, what would be a one for one replacement? No, I'm not when saying it's a happens, one for one replacement. I'm just saying I knew when I decided that I was gonna work at Best Buy that I was gonna have to work on Thanksgiving. It was gonna be some bullshit. And I didn't know what my mm-hmm. what my schedule was gonna be, but you know what? I knew when I took the job at Best Buy, this was a part of the job. Mm-hmm. So when you say, "Hey, I yep, want to be," sucks. I want to be a waiter at STK because I am more likely to get higher tips because this is a higher scale establishment. You got to offer higher scale service. So if you upset because they didn't set these people at your table and you weren't ready and all of that stuff, that is not my fault as a patron. Because as a patron, I got my coins together because I brought my ass here. The cooks, the hostesses, and my server, they have a responsibility in my experience because I am the patron coming to this. I got to be respectful and they have to give me a good service because what we continue to forget all the time. And I know it's an American thing, but tipping is an American thing because Americans don't want to pay their people. That's not my fault as a customer, especially if I am coming to get a service, and if you give me a good service, we're not talking about tipping. Right now, we're talking about you doing your job and effectively charging me for what I actually ate. Like, I'm not going nowhere else, and you telling me to bust down a receipt amongst 20 other people. Like, I'm looking at this receipt. Whoever Toy is ordered five lamb chops with unami butter, and two of them had peppercorn crust. This motherfucker is not eating five pieces of lamb. <laughs> but see, that's the like, thing. I feel like I feel like y'all are looking at this receipt and y'all are thinking of like us, you know, maybe with our wives having a nice dinner. That's not who they nigga, talking I am about. Y'all know- <laughs> and that and and that's who they're talking. But that's what I'm. But that's not what you're describing. See. What you're describing is like I came in here, I expect service. This is, no, th- these are the people that you that you going in the restaurant. They finna give you they ass to kiss. They finna complain. They finna be talking crazy to you. Then when you come out with the check, they're gonna be like, "Yeah, bust this shit down." I know I ordered. Uh, I know we've been here three hours and I ordered four appetizers. Nigga, figure that yeah. shit out. Go do yeah. all that. Bust shit. it down, Tatiana. Then, it's, then it down. I'm gonna tip. <laughs> then I'm tipping you ten dollars off top, no matter what I ordered. Come on, bro. That's some bullshit. That is, bro. That's hey, a lot hey. to deal with, niggas. Hey, I feel niggas say? for being mad. <laughs> it's an evil world, nigga. This is what you signed up for, and it, you know it all. It just it always. I feel like go back to what we was just talking about. Just this whole tipping thing. Like, regardless of how you feel about niggas. And, you know, you feeling like you're underpaid, overpaid. Going back to what Nate said, you knew this before you signed on that dotted line that you was going to take this job and kind of what you exposing yourself to, you know. But I think the bare minimum is to split my bill. You will not go to nowhere else. This nigga Nate. You will not go (laughs) nowhere else, uh, like other than a restaurant, 
where you know groups are there it's a group of people and they gonna say hey it's only one like y'all split it up there is nowhere else that that would happen I've, so why should i i've been to hella restaurants. restaurant i've been to hella restaurants where they be like we don't we don't we'll split the check one way or see or i've never experienced two. that and that's just where i started i've never experienced that i have never experienced uh, but I, maybe i maybe i haven't been to enough places with a whole bunch of people because i may go to a nice restaurant but i don't think i ever really been to a really nice one where it was a whole bunch of people where the bill was not split like i just so when you go on open that's on open table though like so four dollar sign places on open table we not having the expectation for these motherfuckers to break down the receipt like that that's just what i'm getting i'm getting that if we are going to a three plus dollar sign establishment there should not be the expectation because that's the other thing that i want to point out blake like i get what you're saying and i'm not disagreeing right but at some of these high-end restaurants, these niggas is not getting paid like the servers at Applebee's. These niggas is actually getting paid and they getting their tips. Mm-hmm. So I would assume I cannot prove this and I'm probably wrong. But I know at some of these, you know, high-level steakhouses in Nashville, these these servers get paid very well i've had some of them tell me how well that they get paid from the from the restaurant and the amount of tips that they get so i want to make sure that we make we can also look at this from the standpoint of these niggas getting paid do a job just like me goddamn yep i'm telling y'all i'm telling y'all i guarantee it somebody hit us up on social media y'all are thinking like 30-somethings or approaching 30-somethings with good jobs, you know, stable and responsible people. Y'all are the people that when this happens, like, Alex, I'm sure the time this happens and somebody walks up to the table and they're not splitting it, somebody at your table is just going to be like, oh, no problem. Here's my credit card. Or or it's probably going to be a competition to get the points. And then niggas is just going to cash up and move along. This is not who we're talking about. The person they're talking about is... The 20-something people that came for a birthday dinner, a dinner from somebody in college, mm-hmm. they they were all over the restaurant taking Instagram pictures. Them niggas been there three hours. They've been yelling and shit. Then when the check comes, they want it all split up. Somebody's check going to go missing. Like, these are the people they really... You ain't coming to social media because <laughs> three people went out for dinner and was like, can y'all split the check? And, 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 and... And it was just so fucking time consuming. That's not that's not what this is. This is the most ridiculous niggas coming in and acting a fool to make people post shit like this. Hey, mm. This nigga, this nigga toy was getting off, dog. Five pieces of lamb, two, two, two things of the Remy seventeen thirty eight. Goddamn, two of. <laughs> Listen to the, you know what I'm saying? Who, two of. What you drinking Remy Remy seventeen thirty eight for out at dinner? Do you know the energy that comes from that? That yeah, ain't that ain't dinner energy. That ain't dinner yeah, energy. Yeah, STK Atlanta, nigga. We turning up. <laughs> yeah, STK. It's eleven guests yeah, a, on here. Yeah, that's they, that's all I wanted to know. Like how they many got people? Like thir- they got like thirteen, fourteen entrees. You know, See what you I'm know saying? the size Y'all... the size at STK are shareable, but niggas was like, nah, we finna get three Yukon mashes because we need a lobster. We need another lobster and mac for the table because it's my bitch hey. birthday. Like that's what you dealing yeah. with all night, bro. I'm not trying I to, I bro. Y'all, a, like I don't care about none of that shit, bro. That's I don't your, care who you dealing with. That's your. This is my best friend. Your job. Just, 
They're my best friend since fifth grade. Then y'all can fucking cash up each other. Leave me the fuck alone. Y'all been on 10 all night. Sir, nigga, you got to treat them with respect the same way if it was us three and our wives coming out, bro. They deserve the same level of service and respect. Bro, you put and you. They, and if they jip you on a tip, nigga, charge it to the motherfucking game. You get, you the, get the energy. Fuck no. You get the energy that you put out into the world, bro. That's how the cheese go. And I know. <laughs> I know the type of energy $300 worth of lamb and $200 worth of Remy and, and, and $40 in stra- strawberry cobbler. I know that type of energy. That server is exhausted. Look at them nails. <laughs> bro, fuck no, bro. bro I, I know no that sense. energy. Bro. I think, but I, I don't no think. Sense. Well, you know what? Let me, uh, Say that Darius got talked bad to all fucking night. I don't, I They've been don't on his no ass, sense. nigga. Man, Darius I don't got know. That check, man. This is on 1017 Peachtree Street. Darius bro, probably I'm not, cussed I'm them not. folks out. That's why this getting posted. Nah, <laughs> this nigga done cussed us out <laughs> because Darius, we Darius made a thousand dollars that night. I ain't got no sympathy for this nigga. This is one table, nigga finna make bro, at least two hundred. No, no. Look, gratuity. Bro, they still got suggested gratuities. It ain't even uh, mandatory. Yeah, that now that's kind of absurd. I think that's one of the big things I noticed. I'm like, damn, how is that not already added? But I don't it's know, probably maybe it's absurd because the customer's probably been snapping about how we gotta pay this and we not well, you gonna can't, pay that. I don't. I don't think it's well in some states. I don't think it's legal for you to include gratuity. Yeah, that's I, I think I think it maybe if you argued hard enough, you could still have it removed. Yeah, like even for those places that say six or more, or four or more. Uh, well, now you know they didn't make that adjustment due to COVID. Which, like, I'm not mad at. Like, I get what you're saying, Blake. I'm just saying the quality of service. Whether you out for your homegirl twenty first, <laughs> y'all balling out because it's y'all first time just being able to really do it like this, or you are three solidified niggas with their wives going out to enjoy a nice dinner like either way i think all 11 of these folks should have been able to pay their 11 different tabs and the three of us should be able to pay our three different tabs that's it with no fucking uh fucking twitter with or no Instagram sass afterwards talking about my party <laughs> right like, yeah i don't want to see, see my I'm... fucking bill see yeah that's true it's just not the industry for me because i would be transparent Top tier service expires after an hour and a half. Like at, at this point, y'all motherfuckers done moved in. I'm not. I'm not doing this <laughs> shit with y'all. Y'all can add that shit up. Mm. You know what I'm saying? I, I guess. I guess you know if you a, if you a server, I get it. But as a patron, somebody who I know gonna provide, you know, at least like for something like this, at least twenty percent. And if you know if we really do be there forever, or uh, if I just feel like your server's great, like I'm gonna compensate you. Like I don't have no. Like I, I expect, I expect anything really that I need done, unless it's just really outside of your job description to be done with mm-hmm. a smile. Yeah, that's just my expectation. And you know, to all the fivers out there, we do encourage you to appropriately tip your servers when you go out, whether that is just yeah. a tip, like "Hey, you bitch, should. you need to work on your customer service," or you want to give them thirty percent because they did a good job. You know, that's at your discretion. But we do encourage give them some money here. Man. At the after five, at podcast. least fifteen percent, man. At least fivers. I love y'all, but I know you niggas is not tipping appropriately. I know it. <laughs> I know man, you niggas. Y'all, 
At least 15%, man. Take care of your server, man. I know you I don't care it. how bad it was, man. At least 15 I know it's fucked up. Like it would say, I know it's because the restaurant not paying their workers. And I understand that, you know, if you don't get great service, why should they get a tip? Uh, but come on, man. You know, I do have a friend who is a server, and uh, he did come to me and tell me, look, the whole black people don't tip thing is 100% real. Uh, and I was just so disappointed. You know, I just wanted to believe that was just a stereotype. Uh, but, you know, we got to do better. We got to do better. And, you know, this that stereotype just hurts us all. It hurts us all, man. Take care of your service, man. Take care of them. 15% or, or more. Or you businesses out there could just do what other first world countries do and just pay We got to advocate for both. Appropriately. So we got to advocate do that too. for both, man. Because, you know, that white greed is hard to overcome when it's decades in. So that is what I assume. I didn't. I googled this. It was also a tweet that went pretty viral. I have not been able to confirm or deny the validity of this. So I was I thinking, ain't no way that's true. <laughs> so I'm just gonna throw that out. I was there. like, this is just a picture somebody found. This is the old uh, scissor set that they didn't use for control, <laughs> and now they didn't made put a prompt to it. I'm like, these but, ain't shit. In in the vein of you know our good our good prompts here over at the After Five podcast, this is allegedly the Tory Gate made of speakers in Kamiyama Takashima. And my question to y'all are, and for the that'll probably be the will likely roll with this being the uh, cover, um, unless we do some funny shit. But we can get this out on socials. Um, but if you could play three songs on this gate that are currently mm. on your phone, what three songs oh, wow. would they be? Hmm. Okay. Um, this is tough. I already know one, man. First is Rap Back, because uh, the bass is actually absurd on that song, and you know, got to hear myself on it. I guess I just want to hear a lot of just bass heavy shit, man. I'm assuming that these speakers are like top level quality. Uh, what about this picture makes you think they top level quality? <laughs> like, I think for the purpose of the prompt, like it got to be like, what if all these speakers sound like my phone? Then I don't want to play none of this shit. She goes, oh, to Ghost Town off of Yay. That shit would sound crazy. Like with all that behind you, I feel kind of free. I haven't listened to Ye in at least a year, so. That's the only song I think I play on that album, period. Like, I don't think there's another song on there I listen to. Yeah, there's not another there's not another song on this album that I go back and listen to. I just, I just, none of the songs to me were just good enough to just keep coming back to. Ghost Town? Ghost Town's almost a perfect song. I put my hand on the stove. I mean, it's cool. Like, it's cool. To see if I still bleed. Like, it's it's definitely a hit. And nothing hurts anymore. It it reminds me, you know, he loves, um, damn, what's the name of the band? What's the name of the band Freddie Mercury's in? Bro, y'all know. We will, we will run in. I'm familiar with that. (laughs) Queen. Bohemian Bohemian Rhapsody of Queen. That's like, you know, he's a big Queen fan. So that is like, uh, uh, you can like hear that influence on that song. And I always thought that was dope. Like when rappers have influences in other genres and stuff and you can hear them. Like, I hear 
Queen and James Blake on that song. And that's hard to me. I mean, I think I just got to have, with the amount of speakers here, and I know the bass is going to be ignorant, I got to have some crit. Just, you know, I was thinking about that. For cultural purposes. Like any other my subs, <laughs> you know, from a crit would be hard. I feel like, personally, I feel like I would have to play some future, man. Um, See, I was thinking Larry one of my One of my favorite future songs that I probably would play is Hardly off a of Monster, mm-hmm. produced by Southside. Mm-hmm. That's my shit. Um, so that's two. Who gonna get that third spot, man? I'm probably gonna play smoothies in 1991. That Larry June gotta get that off. Mm-hmm. Hey. Oh man, that made me think I gotta play some currency, man. Yeah, I was thinking that's Spit yeah, probably, probably something off a of covert coop, man. I would never be able to get this down to three songs. Like <laughs> that's that's what I'm saying. Like if I'm there, like bro, I need I need an hour set in this motherfucker. I mean, of course you're gonna do. I'm just thinking like off top. You like, bro, I need to hear yeah. this song on this loud or like if you're going for bass, like it's certain songs. Like for me, it ain't got a whole lot of bass, but just to hear the fucking melody of uh speed demon freestyle by my uh by my nigga boldy james i got to as soon as i showed my wife this i said what song you think i'm playing i said that song that you and z be running around the house doing (laughs) 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 that fucking song either that or 97 hove because y'all gonna get about fucking nerves with this shit I was like, you right. <laughs> you are correct. I would so I would probably I would have to go with Speed Demon Freestyle. Um Hove public service announcement. Mm, and then um mm-hmm. I wanna hear Kid Frankie from uh hey. that was Christian <laughs> Yes, that would be hard as fuck. <laughs> Yes. I'll be dancing my ass off the bruh. So you said, so you, are we all looking for our third one right now? So I got my, I got my third one, man. Yeah, Blake said. (laughs) I'm on like 10. Because I'm playing Spotty Adi Dope Delicious. I I don't have three. I don't know how you do this. Yeah, I'm going with, I'm going with my own song, Rap Back. I'm going with uh, Future Hardly. I'm also for my third. I'm gonna go with Currency, the Type, featuring Prodigy, produced by the Alchemist on Covert Coop, man. Ow, love that one. Love that was good. That was good. Love that project. That might be a top. That's in my top five. That's in my personal top five projects, like that I've that I just of rap. I'm, let me just limit it to rap. That's in my top five rap projects, man. Covert Cool. That shit is fucking hard. That shit is hard. I don't even. Currency got so much music. I don't even know how you like it. It's an insane amount. It's an insane amount. But that one, it's like when I play that one, man, I be like, damn, current. Like, I mean, just, just the combo of him and Alchemist is just, I don't know. To me, that's the perfect one. They've done more projects since then, but. That one just is special to me. Like it's it's like Alk was just I don't he was just on some other shit, man. 
Like, I ain't even heard production that hard from him, like, nine straight songs, or ten, I think it's ten songs. I ain't even heard that straight from him since then, where I'm just like, everything is just, I don't know. So unique. I, I can send you a few links. I Look, I know Alchemist hard, man. I didn't heard a lot of Al. Like I get his hard. Al, that cover. Hey, I just want to say Al, Al and Derringer have been on a bit of a run here as of late, where I have just been hearing their shit, and niggas have been rapping on it. I'm like, I would never have guessed these niggas would be on an Al or a Derringer, but they is they on a tear right now. These niggas is on a tear. And it really kicked up, like, it kicked up a notch during Black History Month. I ain't really know how to feel. <laughs> hey, man, they support the culture. <laughs> no, it's not. But, uh, They're allies. Man, I got to What's a Jeezy song? Because I really want to do it then what? I really want to throw it then oh. what? On the, on the speakers, goddamn. Nah, but, I'm thinking of, uh, uh, what's the name of the song? Um... Dope boy, ninety five Air Max song, hood nigga. Oh, that's I, one with uh, oh there, uh, what was called? Yeah, with Bankroll yeah, Fresh. Yeah. Bankroll Fresh. Yeah, yeah, that would go crazy. Yeah, that John Hart with my white beater. Um, Shout out to Obama. I may have to do my president is black. <laughs> <laughs> hey niggas, hey, hey niggas forget, niggas forget, but. During them Obama years, was niggas was crying. Time. Niggas was crying listening to "My President Is Black." <laughs> I know for a fact. I got some uncles. That's, My president is black. My Lambo is blue, hard, and I be goddamn if my ribs ain't too. I'm like, boy, this is a that's one of them. Bro, that's one of those things that like make you realize when your parents are telling kids like you had to be there, like you don't understand, like. When you talking about something, they like you wasn't there. You don't really understand. Y'all don't nobody who if you weren't on the right age, you don't really understand how niggas was just flexing on everybody. Like nigga, with well, the president is black, nigga, fuck you. Like we run that shit. We was feeling nigga, good. Niggas was just talking crazy. Like, <laughs> like that like, shit was on. wild. Now to me, what's wild is the fact that that song like released before Obama was officially elected. Like, bro, like, you know, this, we was listening to it, and then on election night, nigga, you know how many plays that song got, uh, bro. They My sister that was shit. on. Go ahead. They played that shit at the White House. Rappers, nigga, Rick Ross <laughs> went to the White House with a house arrest. A uh, little, what's the ankle shit called? The ankle monitor, bro. Yeah. He was in the in the Oval Office with this shit on, taking pictures. Like niggas was at an all time high. Of just wilding out, bro. Like we ain't never seen no shit like that. We was we was the little mama. That was the first time black people had the opportunity to get on stage. And niggas was yeah. like, "Yeah, we here too, goddamn it, <laughs> bro." Shout out, nigga. Anthony Hamilton in there performing. <laughs> Michelle, amazing. I'm like, this is insane. <laughs> like, they have turned the, the White House into the Essence Fest. What the fuck bro, is they, going on? They bro. first dance, bro. My parents was in there so turned up. I'm like, oh, my parents don't even do shit like that. They in this motherfucker dancing. <laughs> like, bro, it was so crazy. When I went to, I went to the inauguration, his second inauguration. And when I tell you, you would have thought that it was like a music festival. Because... <laughs> The DJ said, do. niggas was just, I was like, do they know who all here? Hey, do they here, know man? We who turn all up. is here? 
And like talking to different people, I know we didn't went off on a tangent, but like talking to different people, like them Obama years, like the Secret Service was on some whole other shit because they knew, like the Secret Service knew what we knew as black people, like niggas is crazy and not nigga niggas. <laughs> so they like, we gon' bro, when I tell you as we were coming into like the mall, the mall area where you would do all of the uh, inaugural parade and all of that good stuff, right? It was snipers, like visible snipers and like snipers that you would have never even fucking seen unless you was just looking around for snipers everywhere. And when I say everywhere, dog, like everywhere. You know them Centaur's vans that you just be seeing on the interstate? It was a nigga in the back of that bitch. It was hey, a man, nigga surprising. in the back of the Centaur's van, dog. And all you can see, because, you know, the window, it ain't got no windows except for that little back area. Mm-hmm. All you can see was just the fact that it's a nigga in there. And I know where he got in there. That thing on him. I'm like, you know what? Obama's safe. <laughs> all these, all this time, I've been scared, nigga. He is safe. <laughs> this oh, nigga man. is in, he's, like, he's all the president. Hey, he is in good hands, goddamn. I mean, we can't say that about everybody, because JFK, they got him at at, on, at, at the greatest opportunity. I mean, niggas didn't think that they was going to try to JFK Obama, like, for real. Like, as soon as he got I mean, elected, we, niggas we was happy, that. and then niggas was like, these white folks going to try to kill him. It, that was a thing, though. That was a real thing. <laughs> like, Nate, I know you were kind of saying it casually, but think how crazy it is. Niggas, like, were widespread like yeah they gonna kill him like that's Bro. crazy as fuck to think about for real we were really just saying that shit granted we were young but like adults around us were saying that shit regularly so he was getting this shit from and listening to him. his book like he the book he wrote about his time and office like all the shit that niggas in the hood and niggas on in your everyday goddamn interactions was saying he was having them same conversations with niggas like when he he getting crazy, to it, bro. he getting to it in his book. Like the whole shit with his pastor at the time. You remember when all this stuff happened? Like, yeah, and how he had to politically play it. But if you look the at my like suit, bruh, bruh, this shit is crazy. Shout out to Obama, man. Obeasy. Hey, <laughs> hey, first one president, years. man. Let's get it. <laughs> Pissed them white folks off so bad they went and got a, they went and elected Trump. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, saying, who was the, the most the and, who was the most not black person we can hire? We gotta we gotta Let's cleanse get ourselves. Like America gotta cleanse. <laughs> you know what I mean? You had to make them to go for. They said, like, "Fuck it, nah, we can't do no reason." They was, they was so they was so ready, bro. They like, bro, if I hear diversity one more motherfucking time, one more Trump time. in here, man. Equality, oh equity. God. Equity. One more, y'all one more think y'all want? We gave y'all and welfare, you, and y'all got the audacity to put a woman, a woman up, a woman. Oh hell no! The, the so y'all think just because she is the most prepared person to ever be in this role, y'all think we just gonna let y'all that happen? Them, them, them white women love niggas. Look, we gave y'all a nigga. <laughs> be happy. We gave y'all a nigga. That's enough. That's enough. Changey and Hopi. And, and y'all still saying we shit. racist. Y'all still saying we racist. Hey, that be hey, that be president. Folk, that be folks go to. How was America racist? Huh? We had a black president. Had a black but, president. Bro, worst time. Either. Worst time in American history. But hey, 
We had a black president. Like, bro, but is that the fuck out my had. face with that shit? <laughs> bro, is that not crazy? People will talk crazy on on Barack name. Like, like we wasn't just coming up off of Bush and Clinton Bruh. back to back. Like, yeah, y'all go trip on Obama. Like, nigga, look at what yeah, we was Obama coming was from. Trump worst. falls in line with them niggas. Way more. <laughs> Way more. Like, Obama had his faults, but if we looking at, if we putting it on a scale, Obama the best president that we didn't had in probably the last at least 40 years. Now niggas is gonna be upset gonna, about Clinton. I ain't gonna Clinton. say all that. I ain't gonna say all that, but yeah. <laughs> I mean, was, nah, he, he was solid. He was solid, but you know, I, I just can't just give, give him that title. But I mean, you gotta look at the stats. Nate, I'm not don't don't Nate. Do not. I don't even want us to get in. I don't. I want us to end this segment because I know, based on my me saying that, this could go another ten minutes. Shout out Obama, first mixed president, man. You know. He brought it back. I tried to let it go. He said the first no, time. I'm I like, look, look, first mixed president. Hopefully, we get that first black one pretty soon, man. Oh my god. <laughs> hey. <laughs> Boy, <Jesus>, man. <laughs> mm. Mm. Anybody seen the scale? <laughs> a drug dealing song about Obama, man. Let's get it. Speaking of like transitioning from the Obama to the Trump years, do y'all remember how when Trump first got in office, like of all the shit that he could have been like focused on, he made Kathy Lee Griffin uh, public enemy number one. Do y'all remember that shit? I mean, she was wilding. Yeah. I, I mean, was, if I if I'm Trump, I am like she is. I'm gonna be like, who the hell is this? Like talking this wet about me? Like, no, nah, we got to get her out the paint. You know? So, <laughs> bro, they I, got I, her I, completely out of the did. fucking. Like, it's been quite. Like, I think she may be the only person who has been 100 percent successfully canceled, <laughs> and the people. Key. We're supporting her, and then it got to a point where niggas was like, "All right, I mean, we we agree, but you didn't win a little od. Like, we can't roll with you there." And then you remember she did that Breakfast Club interview, and she was just talking about all the shit that she had did or what was happening, and like what Trump then was doing. We was like, "I mean, you poked a bear." <laughs> yeah, I mean, you can't play with the president, man. You can't play with the president in any capacity, uh, especially when you. Or maybe alluding to like killing the president or something like that. Because what was it that she like had his head or something? Is that what it was that she was like holding his decapitated yeah, head? Yeah, it was a remember. mask style oh, yeah, to okay. look like the severed bloody head of U.S. presidential or U.S. president Donald Trump. Yeah, like you can't do that. Like that's never okay. Um, I get that it's art and stuff like that. I get that we in America free speech or whatever, but in no way. Could any celebrity do that about any president we've had? I mean, even if it's Trump, even if it's Obama, Bush, like, no. Like, you can't have an emulation of a dead president in your hands. A current president, especially. So, she had to eat that, man. And she had to learn the hard way. But, um, no, I actually have no issue with that. Zero issue. Uh, I think y'all are being a little nice, though. I don't think it was so much so that... You know, it was an extreme act or anything. I think it's 
I think we just don't want to say it because we're being nice. But, I mean, she just another generation's Amy Schumer. Like, you can't be a comedian that's not funny, that's been, you know, failing up and then just try and press the limits. Like, people don't get canceled because they're talented and, 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 and people really want to see them on on some capacity ain't nobody we do not care about her like we ain't i mean she, i'm not familiar enough man like i, I mean exactly. she clearly had a she had a i mean but that's me though that's me no, a young no. black male bro she's a 60 year old <laughs> comedian and you don't have one like i remember no. that moment was hilarious hey, I man, she got a she got emmys she, she got a couple of emmys man i mean that's legit right she's a white I mean, i'm trying i'm trying to look up her career man there is a white woman. Of course, she got Emmys. <laughs> you know, co host at a view for a little while. <laughs> like I said, it fell in upward. No, this should say Emmy Awards controversy. Oh, shit. <laughs> That's the Wikipedia title about those Emmys. <laughs> she got banned from the Apollo. Hold on. But. Did you say she got banned from the Apollo? She got banned from the Apollo in a July 2009 episode of My Li- My Life on the D-List. Griffin used profanity in an octomom joke during her routine at New York's Apollo Theater. Griffin used Griffin said she received a letter banning her from the venue. Mm-mm-mm. I gotta know the profanity she used. Let me look at that citation. I'm getting deep into this now. The title of the article is Kathy Griffin attempt to win over the black community. Oh my God. Like I said, she was spelling upwards for 20 years. She could have just kept making her little jokes and getting them, them opportunities that she was getting because of her demographic. And, and you know what I'm saying? You was playing, you was playing with fire because you thought she was Dave Chappelle. Mm. You not like that. Dave couldn't even get that off, bro. I'm you telling you, nobody could get hell. that off. You crazy as hell. Him holding a bloody Trump head, bro. Dave been going on, on a world tour telling gay people to shut the fuck up. Nah, this, it's not the same. I think you can still survive from that. But the president, bro, like, I don't know. Like, I feel like that's when another level of people are coming after you. Bro, Dave has been on a world tour, not only telling them, like, Y'all need to shut the fuck up. But but like clarifying, I'm not making a joke. Fuck y'all in real life. And this nigga's still doing better than ever. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's talent. Kathy Griffin ain't got that shit. I mean, I will I, I do agree that if it was Dave, he probably wouldn't have experienced the same reaction that Kathy Griffin got. But it probably would have been the largest reaction that has been received in terms of impacts to his career. If Dave was seen with a photo of him holding a bloody Trump head, like for real, you can joke about the president. You can say a bunch of negative shit about them, but that type of visual media, like, I don't know. Like, I, I just do not think you can get that off in America. And, I mean, uh, not the that nigga money. we talked about two weeks ago did it. Who was that? A Snoop. YG is doing do? great. YG is doing great. <laughs> I mean, what I did YG you never say, heard fuck Donald song, Trump? Have, no, I mean having a song saying "fuck Donald Trump" is not the same as holding a nigga bloody head. Like I'm trying to explain that to you. Like it's, talking bad about the president is, of course, that's that's America at its core. We gonna criticize our president, but it's a different saying something alluding to the death or the killing. Of, it's just like you can go online and talk wet about the president, but as soon as you say like "yo," like 
I hope this nigga get assassinated or some shit like that. Like your name has now popped up in a database for niggas to come check on you. Like it's just a different level when we talk about the death of a president. Like that's why it's like for me, it's understandably so that your career gonna have a negative impact, uh, if not legal ramifications for what you've done. You know, I just think capacity. it. I just think it, it still comes back to she's just not funny. That, saw, that's how your career end. I agree with you. Like Dave's career not ending if he exactly. does this. But Kathy, I, I do agree. It's because of her level of fame and popularity that niggas like, yeah, we really ain't need you in the first place. So let's just go ahead and uh Photos of Drake in Blackface surfaced and he followed it up with the best album sales of his career at that point. Like, we are fickle in America. We do not care for real. If you are like good. I just want to circle back real quick and remind you that Snoop Dogg shot Donald Trump in a music video with him dressed as a clown. And this nigga was just on the Super Bowl. I mean, to me, that's not a huge deal, man. That's just another example I mean, of making Trump fun came of the, the president. But Trump came out and literally said, like, I'm not fucking with this. And I want this. This nigga's career is failing. Failing career. <laughs> <laughs> failing career failing career it's gonna end in jail time <laughs> and this nigga was just on the super bowl and now i just saw an article where it's like they have cleared the path where they can now really go after trump for some of this january 6th shit so it's like you know i get what you're saying alex but i think kathy's issue was she was not as successful of a white lady to have the amount of outbursts that she had, and she wasn't funny enough for people to not take it seriously. It's fucked up. I, feel like- I mean, that's just kind of why I feel like we are. Because niggas is, I mean, Man, now niggas is getting their Joe Biden jokes off. <laughs> it's every, I'm telling you, it's every president, bro. Like every president, gonna get these jokes, and no matter what you're going through, like niggas gonna go in. You know, Trump got him now, Biden getting it. So, but shout out Kathy Griffin, man. I do think she's kind of funny. Shout out. You don't think that? <laughs> I do. <laughs> See, this is what I be talking about, bro. Like, I really do think she a little funny, man. What what what, what you saw her in that was funny? Man, I'm saying I know how I've seen her. I know how I've seen her, and I've never thought, "Wow, that woman's not funny." Like, what I've was she doing? Just like you know, just paint the picture. What? what I don't was she know. Doing? I can't. Recall, you don't have to know the man. exact I can't moment. Recall. I'm just, I'm just, you know. Sometimes you don't remember what people say. You just remember how they made you feel. You know, you're familiar with that quote. That's how it is with no. That, man. It's like I'm not familiar. I'm just, <laughs> nigga. You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> you people remember how you make them feel, man. I do remember her. Um, you know, being a little funny, and I appreciate that diss at Amy Schumer, bro. I think she's kind of funny too. You're fu- you don't believe that. Get the fuck out of here. Hello. You don't Time believe that. Wait, yes, I, wait a minute. Let's uh, yes, let's bring her show was funny. Just her show was funny. It is get the fuck out of here. Niggas don't keep it real, man. Her show was kind of funny, bro. <laughs> so what? What show are we talking about? She had a show on Comedy Central, man. That shit was funny. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. And when was this? Man, it wasn't too long ago, man. I think she I, was, I'm, I'm just saying, I, I don't got really caught, watch Comedy she, Central like that. She got caught stealing jokes, I think, and that's what hurt her career, but she was funny. 
I mean, she has she has a comedy special. I think it's on Netflix that is pretty good. But by and large, okay. I just don't find her brand of humor to be my brand of uh, humor. But and that's fine. Per, prayers up for all involved. <laughs> you don't have a you don't have a career like that if you're not funny, man. I'm just gonna be honest. You do. I mean, if you're, you a do if you're a white woman. You do. Well, like, <laughs> like if you're a white woman, I mean, you do. It's like, bro, come on. Well, you was I, just I you were just true. trying to convince us that Kathy Griffin is like. Knee slapping and there I mean, we go. to I, each his own. Here we go with the hyperbole. <laughs> to go. each his own. I they mean, Blake, did this nigga not smile. just tell us that like she's uh, yeah. she's hilarious, she's funny? I'm not <laughs> talking to this nigga no more. Cause he's just talking. Man, not, that's not. You don't think Kathy Griffin and Amy Schumer are funny? You don't think you do not think that Kathy Griffin and Amy? You don't be like those are people I think are hilarious. No, you don't. All right. The five funniest women alive. <laughs> Let's go. Let's go, Alex. Five Monique. funniest women alive. Like, y'all, y'all, y'all would do that because because they would go we go open this Monique can of Mo- work. Monique number one. Monique number one. Monique. Uh, solo friend. Amy Schumer. <laughs> solo friend. What's her name? What's her name? <laughs> Damn. Grace. Grace. What's her name? Grace. 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 Number two. No doubt. <laughs> number two. Let's go ahead. Throw Amy Schumer in there. Kathy Griffin, and oh um, let's go ahead and throw, I don't know, Wanda Sykes in that motherfucker top five. There we go. Funniest one. Y'all want to get started on this juicy, <laughs> this juicy smolier verdict? Well, I know Blake got some shit to get off. <laughs> Bro, I didn't even, when I read it, I didn't even have shit to get off of I was just like, I want to hear I want to hear this conversation. It wasn't even so much so that I had a point. I was just like, we've been right about this. And I don't even think when y'all initially talked about it, I was on the pod yet. I think just as a fan, After 5 has been right about this from the very beginning. And 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 Jesse <laughs> has taken every opportunity to to be foolish. Like every moment he's had where he could do something silly, he has acted a fool. And I really hope, the only thing I do hope, I do hope he goes home safely. Like, I hope there are no actual threats on his life. I want that to be in his head the way I think it is. Like, I will be, that will be the only, like, dampering moment on it that would, uh, that would make me a little sad if something really happened to him while he was locked up. But if this nigga is clearly as crazy as I think he is, and he just, you know, goes... Through this, fine. I'm like, this nigga is crazy as hell. <laughs> like, bro, my man's got up there with a straight face and said, Your Honor, I respect you and I respect the jury. But I did not do this. Nigga. <laughs> this is all I because innocent. of you. This is 100% like your brainchild. Like, you thought this up. You casted the players. You executed. And then you lost. Like, dog. I mean, now I'm starting to doubt it, man. Maybe he didn't do this, man. I don't know. Jesse be convincing me, bro. And I understand he an actor and all that, but I don't know, man. The way that nigga been going hard, appealing, like the way he just be so surprised that he be losing these trials. I'm like, maybe, you know, because remember, remember when shit was first popping off and niggas was like, y'all believe the police? 
you know, like y'all gonna support their findings <laughs> after how we feel about the police? And I was you like, they, like, I was like, damn, y'all, y'all you got a small bro. point. <laughs> police is like, yeah, we pulled up on this nigga. He had this. We were doubting it at that time, and we've got more proof. Uh, I mean, once they once they had the video of the brothers, I'm like, bro, like, it, like this, it's over. Like it's all over, of the videos of the brothers, the brothers Jesse picking still, up the supplies. He, yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no. It was well, y'all are being nice. It was well before that that we knew this nigga shit was ridiculous. But then we was everybody was homophobic and toxic and shit. I'm like, mm. this nigga is on broadcast television. And he left his house at 3 a.m. in a blistering winter storm to go to fucking Subway. That don't sound crazy already. That's fine, man. That's fine. Things happen. Maybe did a little coke, you know, just was feeling (laughs) impulsive. You know, stuff happens. Whatever. When he was attacked, they put a noose around his neck. He left the noose on for hours and, and, and still had it on when the police came and saw him. Okay, and wasn't it now that now that I'm trying to remember details, wasn't it like he called a friend? I feel like he called a friend about the attack, and the friend was like, "Nigga, you gotta call the police." What the fuck you call? Yeah, yeah. He had like, no he had no intention of calling the police. He was like gonna tell his friend, get some photos, mm-hmm. and then and you know post it and go. But then this friend was like, "Nigga, you have to call the police. They attacked right. you." And then that shit been spiraling out of control you, ever since. You know that when, like, Jesse realized that, like, damn, like, my friend not going to let me off the hook with not calling the police, that, you know, it's, got, it's like, damn, now it's, this is it. Like, I got to really go through with this lie and all this shit, and I ain't did nothing to try to really strategically cover up the lie. Because, I, because like you said, like, I never even intended to call the police in the first place. So I didn't think I had to worry about the footage of these niggas buying the shit or none of that. Like, this was just supposed to be my little publicity stunt, held my career, and I beat a black Tupac and ride off in the sunset. Gay pop. But unfortunately. <laughs> like what? Unfortunately. <laughs> police got involved and you know these some investigating ass niggas and for something like this when you accusing racism they don't play that shit bro they like no we gonna we gonna thoroughly do the investigation because this nigga is trying to tell me that maga supporters know an empire actor and can recognize him at two in the morning in the street and they watch empire because that's where i knew it was a lie when niggas was claiming maga but they know who justice malay is like come on Wait, I thought white people watch Empire. I don't think MAGA supporters watch a black show. I'm going to just keep it 100. I, I, hey, think now, that, I, just, I mean, I don't. I okay. just want to say, when we initially had this argument, the point that you just brought up, Blake, was the point that I brought up. Because it was like the number two show in America. No <laughs> like, it was the number yeah, two I show mean, in America. And Alex was, Alex, you were at the time telling me MAGA supporters are not racist. Trump supporters are not racist. So I'm like, well, if it's the number two show in America, hey, we can run the footage back. These <laughs> we've been podding for a long time. Nah. <laughs> well, it's just I mean, Nate, there's nuance in my statements, but when you when you repeat them, it's absolutism. Like it is, <laughs> it is. It's always like, no, there's no. Like I might be like, hey, just because you're a Trump supporter, don't mean you racist. Like that's probably what I said. And Nate is saying, if you support Trump. Nigga, you not racist, Alex. You said that. 
you said it verbatim. <laughs> and I'll be like, all right, man. I mean, it is it is more entertaining. And you know me, I'll just ride with that. I'll be like, yeah, if I did say it, fuck it. But no, no, no. Here's the thing. If not not saying, so I'm not even going to discuss the, the okay. there's, there is overlap of racism, of races and Trump supporters. There's some overlap, right. as you would say, with any president probably. That overlap, that group, I do feel like if they were to watch television, they would be open to the rapper CEO and his prison baby mama drama with their sons who are also entertaining. Like, I don't think black people want to watch that for real. And that's not the shit on the cast because I like them like I like them as individuals, creatives, but I just was not a fan of the way they came together. That shit was ignorant. And like ratchet as fuck, niggas was not watching. Hey, one one day we gotta one day we gotta revisit the Empire versus Power uh, because that was a time. That was just Fifty Cent. It was, it was a, being it was, Fifty it was a Cent. Short time. Yeah. It was just Fifty Cent marketing. Like it, it was just that nigga. Just Fifty Cent is is a nigga who is like, yes, I this is what I do, and I'm leaning in on it. Like beef marketing is my niche. And that's where I'm going to stay. Like, niche, this is where I'm going to stay. Like, I'm going to be on this through and through in everything that I do. So, mm-hmm. this nigga was like, yeah, fuck Empire. Them niggas don't want to see us. And I'm like, these shows could be, couldn't be more different. Like, black people is, is the only common link in here. Like, there's, this is not, this is, this is silly. But that shit was more ratchet than the drug dealing club owner by day TV show. You know what I'm saying? Like, that is crazy. Agreed. I mean, you know, that's to me, that was just a more, and I'm talking about Empire, just like being on cable television, first of all. I mean, there's a huge difference there. And you got to, I feel like it, it requires that to really just keep the, the cable watcher, you know, hooked every week. You know, I don't know. It, it requires just some, I would just consider it bullshit. But like you just described, like it's just that ratchetness that yeah. you know, white people are drawn to. Yeah, you know? that, that ratchet shit. White people are like, yeah, this is what goes down in the hood, in the yeah. ghettos. And then what's crazy is a lot of people never talk to white people and realize that people believe that shit. Like mm-hmm. people really be believing that shit is true. And I'm like, this is fucking crazy. But um, yeah, I just, I you know, I just don't think MAGA supporters uh, watch Empire, man. I mean, that's it. They ain't watching no show with gay people. Like they, I, I don't know. They not doing it. I can see that, especially gay people that are depicted in a uh, black black gay people MAGA supporters, and no, and it's man. and it's not being portrayed in a in a uh, I don't know a ridiculous manner. I feel like they were pretty respectful to them as mm-hmm. you know men and and everything. And I don't think that's yeah. I can see like the gay sex scenes and stuff. We not we not doing this. So I can, I can see you. I can I can see you being right as far as yeah. the MAGA supporters not watching that. Or That's some, of the, I wouldn't even say MAGA sports. I don't want to link that. Just some of the more ignorant people in our country. I couldn't. I couldn't see them watching that. I'm with you. The only sad, reason I brought in MAGA supporters because them because this nigga said they said they yeah, yeah, yeah I already know. He said MAGA. I will these say this, folks. These folks said <laughs> that they have police body camera footage from the night of the incident that showed. Oh yeah. Juicy Smollett with the noose still around his neck. And in his yep. testimony, he said, I removed the noose after the attack, but then I put it back on so I could show the police. 
they don't know how to go around somebody's dick. They don't, you think that he did vision it? Like, nigga, like, do you know, like, just from a regular just looking at this optically, I know our ancestors be looking down at us sometimes. Like, what the fuck do you need? Like, we went through all of this for this, for this right. shit. Like, no, real nooses for you to just be doing this bullshit. That's him. For a moment, because <laughs> what the fuck, bruh? And his family is now like they didn't double down too. See, his sister Jasmine I... came out and said, "This is a miscarriage of justice. My brother is innocent. This should not be a controversial statement because it is the absolute truth. Innocent of what? What is he yeah, innocent that's of? <laughs> that's the thing. That's when I said that we had an all-time love because now he got Journey out here talking crazy." And mm-hmm. and you ain't had to bring her into this. Journey is 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 on the Respect. brink of probably being in the one of our top tier of black actresses. She's probably right there breaking into that like level. And don't do this to her. Don't have her in here with your bullshit because she's been on a roll. She's been killing it. She, hey, decades now in the game. Like she she said, black Americans are inca- incarcerated in state prison at nearly five times the rate of white Americans. Jesse is innocent. First off, I didn't know she was younger than him. They called that out too. She went on to say, and you don't be- have to believe in his innocence to believe he should be free. Pound free, Jesse. Pound, stop look- uh, locking up our people. No, why would why would he be free? Why, like... Now, you know, I, I can understand. Like, if that's the argument they want to make, fine. Like, I, I will accept that, like, look, even if he not innocent, that nigga don't need to do what is 150 days in jail. Like, maybe they feel like he deserves something else, you know? If if that's your family, I like I I I can I can see them arguing that, and I'll be like, all right, I get it. You 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 don't want your brother in jail. Like, I'm all for you. But here's maybe the you thing, feel like Alex, if he was somebody else, he wouldn't get that time. He's only he's. I guarantee you, he does not do any jail time. If this nigga is not still like, you know, doubling down on this shit. If he had came out and said, you know, lapse of judgment it was ridiculous, yeah, or even if it was a private statement and he publicly just didn't address it or something. Like, I don't think this nigga would be doing a day in jail. I yes, think the fact I that agree. he is, like, making this a spectacle, he is embarrassing these folks, he's doubling down on this shit. Like, it's like, bro, come on. Like, send I mean, You know, the police force, like, bro, what the fuck? Now you this got these nigga niggas was, out here saying that we bullshitting. He was facing three years in prison. That was the charge. Like, the charge he was facing yeah. was three years in prison. And y'all sitting up here bitching because he got 150 days for some shit that we all now can very clearly see was something that he woke up and said, I'm going to do this. Like, didn't nobody put a gun in his head? <laughs> didn't nobody hit him on the side like, hey, bro, I think this will work. No, this nigga decided I'm going to do this. I'm going to go cast these people. I know exactly who to send this to. And then shit went downhill after they was like, bro, you need to call the fucking police. Like, what you got going? And from there, shit just been going downhill. Because think about it, right? When this shit all first happened, it was just some, like, local Chicago PD shit. Then the state of Illinois had to get involved. And then it was getting so much coverage that the federal government had to step in to figure out what the fuck was happening. Do you know how many resources were used, whether you say fuck the police or you like the police? The police resources were still used and they were wasted on an investigation where a nigga literally said, I'm going to do this shit because I'm the gay pop. (laughs) Like, that's what we talking about. 
And I saw a lot of people up here like people are laughing. People are making jokes about this shit. But the January 6th rioters, they didn't even get 150 days. George Zimmerman is free. Like all of these other things have happened. And we sitting up here talking about it. And I'm like, bro, you not wrong. But that is 100% a false equivalency because this nigga still did some shit that was wrong. Like, he did some un unprovoked, bro. Like, he did some unprovoked shit that landed him in a position where he was facing three years for some shit that he just decided he was going to do and lie about it. He knew he was lying, continued to lie about it. And then now you upset, like, rules and laws, no matter how fucked up the system is are still in place and we can't get upset when certain because like if you if you get a ticket for some menial shit you did the shit you're gonna pay your little fee and you gonna go you ain't saying fuck the police because you ran a red light and you got a ticket in the mail like that's just you know what you did jesse ran the red light <laughs> <laughs> Jesse ran a red light. Jesse went out. He got in his car and said, let me find a red light to run. And then I'm going to run it and then back up and run it again. It's going to get caught on camera. And then y'all going to show the camera footage in, in the trial. And I'm going to be like, that's not me. That's a lie. Y'all bullshit. <laughs> like, that's where we at with it. And and I get all the points that people are making, like you said, Nate. But, but no matter if it's Zimmerman or if it's, um, you know, the people from the January 6th uh, insurrection, none of them were, were handled this as as badly as Jesse. Like, don't get me twisted. I wanted all of them, of course, to go to jail for significantly more time than Jesse's going mm -hmm. for. But, like, he, this is the worst execution of a crime we've seen in, like, on, on you know, on a stage this level. Like, yeah, bro, this is like R. Kelly getting in front of the camera and, and like, Cleaning it off or whatever they said he was right. doing in front of the camera when he like walks right up to it. Like that's what this is, bro. This was like very poorly done. You don't have anything going for you, and you are doubling down and embarrassing these people. Hmm. Like, of course they're gonna fuck you. Like, like 150 days, you pretty lucky. It could have been a lot worse. Could have been. And he getting that, you know, probably just based on status and stuff like that. Like, you know, niggas always gonna get a a shorter sentence, but I think like you said, it's, it's really the dragging it out. It's the continued. I'm innocent. I'm innocent. And even right now it's the, I'm innocent. There's no uh, remorse. You know, that's what the justice system like to see. They like to see remorse, you know, for you to feel like you understand the mistake you made and things like that. Uh, but when you're not doing that, you know, you're not taking no plea deal and nothing like that. You go to trial. It's a wrap. There's no uh, sympathy. So like you said, I think 150 days is appropriate. Um, but I understand the whole die with the lie. Like, I get it. Because that's what they tell you to always do. Die with the lie no matter what. Never admit it. Uh, and I get your family supporting you, too. But, you know, Jesse, man, at this point, I'm kind of feeling bad for the dude, man. Like, hold your head, man. You made a mistake. You know, we all make mistakes. Shit went a direction he didn't want it to go. Like, we all agree. We don't think that he intended it to get to this level. But I just think with the... Uh, the temperature of our country at the time to do something like that, you know, this finna be top news, man. Like you an actor on empire and you saying the niggas beat you up and put a noose around you. Like, I don't know, but hold your head, man. Uh, hopefully the 150 get reduced. You get out, maybe restart your career and uh, do better.
Boo. Tomato, 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 tomato. Boo. <laughs> Boo this nigga. But Ryan Coogler, man, I just wanted to be sure we talked about this because I kind of wanted to get y'all thoughts because I really been getting a lot of mixed thoughts on um, what happened. First, you know, in case you haven't heard, Ryan Coogler, director of Black Panther, still have not seen it, um, was in the bank and (laughs) he was in the bank. He was, you know, of course, masked up. We in a pandemic, Uh, sunshades and hat on. Sunshades and hat on, but comes to the counter. Uh, I think they've said that it was actually a withdrawal slip. It wasn't even just like a regular slip of paper, but it was a withdrawal slip that had a note on the back of that slip saying that, look, I want to withdraw $12,000 from my account. When y'all count it, don't count it at the counter, like count it in the back. I want to be discreet. That's what the note said. Uh, He also provided his ID and debit card, which if you've been to the bank, you know, is required when you're getting a withdrawal at the counter. Uh, the teller was a little nervous about making this transaction. I'm thinking it's because of the fact that, you know, it was a note given to her. And during the 911 call, it was advised that, you know, she asked him questions like, you know, how did he want the money and things like that. But he just kept advising her to uh, look at the note, like just read the note. Like, because he didn't want to have... Assuming he wanted to be discreet, so he didn't want to have conversation about it. But she thought it was just a little funny, so they ended up calling 911. Uh, she admits to the 911 operator that, no, she didn't confirm his ID, really confirm any of his information. It's just once she got the information and saw how he was acting, she was nervous, so she just shook. Like, she shook up, and she audibly said that. And the 911 operator is like, okay, I mean, you haven't confirmed anything. He may actually just want to be discreet. That's verbatim from the 911 operator. He may actually just want to be discreet, but we will get some people out there. Uh, police pull up, guns drawn, um, you know, put him in handcuffs. Uh, I don't think they actually, like, took him. I think they were able to get it resolved at the scene, if I remember correctly. But, yeah, you know, essentially he was accused of robbing a bank, and that's what they thought. And you know, I'm sure it was a horrible experience for Ryan. Uh, I think at some point he did say he was, you know, somewhat having a panic attack. I'm sure that this is going to result in some, you know, legal situation with the bank. I mean, I hope it does because it's absurd. But, you know, I just feel bad for this teller because, first of all, it was a black woman. So, you know, I, I don't know if this is race. I don't think this is racial. I think this is more so uh, a teller just being shook. I think she I think she might have been even new, like maybe within her first year of being a teller. Um, she was just shook. And to me, you got to understand that when it comes to the bank, you know, they probably going to get the police involved like a lot quicker than anywhere else because, you know, they just always are thinking about the idea of being robbed or something like that. Uh, and it's unfortunate. Like to me, it's an unfortunate situation. I do feel for the teller because people are killing the teller saying you dumb as hell. Like, how could you think this? And while I may agree that, hey, you did like this. The nigga gave you the ID and debit card. Like, bank robbers don't do that shit. But, you know, I think it was just overstated uh, just how wrong she was. Because I do think it's a little bit reasonable to be a little freaked out by it. But call it, getting the police involved was just a that's an overstep to me. What part, what, what was particularly uh, unsettling or what do you particularly understand to be uh, realistic to be unsettling, I guess. 
Um, I guess first of all, the fact that this nigga is indoors with sunshades on—that's one. You know, you can't see his face at all, uh, and he's handing you a note saying that he wants to withdraw money. Um, like I said, I think it's overstated to get the police involved, but I can see that for just a specific type of person being a little freaked out about by it, especially maybe if you, you're not used to that. You're not used to people doing that. Uh, and, you know, you've seen so many times for a bank robbery for people to actually hand notes like that's pretty common. I'm sure that's even a part of maybe bank teller training that niggas going to come in and hand you notes, not trying to be like, hey, everybody on the ground. But just like, look, nigga, my hand, you a note. hey, I need this money. I got a gun. Uh, and that's it. Like, I'm sure that that's that's not too infrequent for people robbing a bank. So just the idea of that may be a little that might freak you out if you a new teller. This nigga is literally, once again, indoors with sunshades, which is, that's what people do typically to hide their identity. Like, that's just what people do. You know, the mask, definitely. He got a mask on, nigga, it's the pandemic. But the sunshades, I'm like, all right, it's kind of extreme. Like, how can I even identify? Are they in L.A.? I think they are in California. Let me confirm that. Because on the 911 call, she kept saying that he had a California license. Like she kept saying that, and I don't know if she was saying that because maybe they were in another state, state. and that was uh, unusual. Uh, nope, it's in Atlanta, in Atlanta. So, mm. so, so he's giving you an ID from out of town. Uh, but I still I don't understand. He gave the bank card and the pin number. I just, you know, the bank teller says my stomach started turning. The bank teller is also pregnant. I'll add to that. I have to protect myself. I have to protect my child. Coogler in sunglasses, a hat, and face mask. Coogler's account showed an alert indicating it was a high-risk transaction. That's when she told her manager that she was uncomfortable, and she called 911. And this nigga Ryan said, look, I'm just waiting for her to bring my money back, and then the police pull up. And he was very, mm. like, cooperative. Like, in the video I saw, he was very cooperative. He was like, look, y'all got it. Hands behind my back. Um... And that was it. And he did tell the police, look, I'm having a panic attack. You know, let me remove my mask or my sunglasses. Um, and so he was he was handcuffed and the people with him were handcuffed as well. When you what said it, the people with him got to do. Hey, man, they bank robbers. I mean, if you think a nigga robbing a bank, <laughs> you assume the niggas with him would be in on it. If you <laughs> right. truly believe that shit. But I mean, this whole thing sounds fishy as hell to me. Like I get you saying, I get the optics of it not being a racial thing, right? But if an oversight on your part does not constitute an issue for me, if I provide you all, of, like if I'm robbing a bank, why would I give you my ID or my bank card? Mm-hmm. Like that's just, like. Even if they fake, like you have some form, like I would have to be the worst criminal because you have some form of something and you have my DNA. If if I'm trying to rob this bank and I hand you something, I slide you something because I'm going to assume he didn't have any gloves on. So this is with his real hands. He's sliding you something, all of this stuff. Like it just None of the I I can understand apprehension, 
Mm-hmm. I do not see where if you are doing your job effectively, you don't read the note, see the person's ID, see their bank card, and then have a further conversation either with the person or with management. And then management comes out and has a conversation with the person versus yeah. you calling the police like, hey, this nigga is trying. Like, no. To me, that is an overreaction because there has to be there has to be things in place for this, right? Like mm-hmm. I would have think, I would think some type of check and balance did not happen because I've seen people at the bank be like, Hey, I need to go talk to my superior about something. And the person still standing there. And then the superior comes back and explains what is going on. So I, I, that's where, like, I agree. I, I don't necessarily run to, hey, this is a racial thing. It just runs to, like, some bullshit. If I'm being just honest. Yeah, I, I'm with you in agreeing that the I think the manager, like, once she went back and told the manager, like, as a manager, I mean, before you get the police involved, I think you should be pretty sure of the situation. But I also understand the whole, like, if this nigga really is trying to rob the bank, I ain't trying to be talking to this nigga. Yeah. You know what I mean? If my teller coming to me and she's like something about this transaction has made her uncomfortable, man, fuck that. Let's go ahead and get the police here. Like, even if they not or they are, like, this shit is kind of weird. Uh, he trying to make a withdrawal. He got the alert on his account. He's from California. He's trying to withdraw $12,000 in Atlanta. If the nigga ain't trying to rob this, so he, at minimum, probably trying to commit fraud. You know, I mean, we in Atlanta. We probably deal with niggas trying to commit fraud every day. Man, fuck it. Let's just get the police here. Now, yeah. I'm not supporting it. I'm just, I'm just make, I'm just rationalizing it. No, but here's the thing. It shouldn't even be like this. It's fucked up that we have to go in on this lady and niggas is upset at her because it makes perfect sense. Like you explained, Alex. Somebody walked in and handed you an ID. It doesn't matter what they hand you. You got on sunglasses, a hat, and a mask. I don't even. I can't even see your face even like. Had this conversation. And maybe she does. Maybe she should just have said, hey, I can't see your face. Can I, you know, take a look yeah. at you real quick? Like, maybe that is the step that makes sense. But at the same time, if somebody does that shit and they had their entire face covered, maybe you're afraid to ask that question. Maybe you are like, you should. Nah, nah, fuck this. And you know what you should be able to do? You should be able to call people who specialize in risk management and have them come and handle the situation without being considered an asshole because the cops shouldn't be like a source of that type of energy. It shouldn't be traumatic that the police are called and that you are automatically placed to a point where you are in fear of your life. That should not be the case. We should not be upset with somebody for saying, Hey, this was a uh, tricky situation. I didn't know how to handle it. So I called the authorities because the authorities should come in and just, you know, evaluate the safety of the situation and just it should be cool like right. honestly it shouldn't be that crazy that he got put in cuffs but we know what these motherfuckers be on so it's like yeah this is some bullshit realistically mm-hmm. he, they came in they looked they said what's going on oh y'all are tripping this is indeed him everything mm-hmm. is fine but because there's such a negative connotation because they do so much bullshit um it's just viewed away. It's viewed so terribly. It's like this. He could have died. He could have easily lost his life. Is is the reality for people that look like him and us. And so that's why it's it's scary. But it shouldn't be. It's not on her. It's not on her that she did what is in place for her to do. 
It's just mm-hmm. fucked up and unfortunate that that shit comes with so much bullshit. That's true. I mean, I think the police could easily walk in. I mean, because they came in guns drawn, right? But right, if, if the 911 call is already, like the woman is not saying, yo, we getting robbed. She's on the, because I heard the call. She's on the call with the 911 operator like, yo, this shit just don't seem right. Like, it's just, you know, I'm, I'm just a little uncomfortable. You know what I mean? So we like for people to be sent out. Like, police could have easily walked in knowing that, knowing this ain't no full-fledged nigga. It's, it, and they asked, does he have a weapon? She like, not that I know of. So this nigga ain't indicated he got a weapon or none of that. Like, they could have easily just walked in and said, hey, you know, sir, like, what's like what's going on? Like, what's going on? And, of course, Ryan would have been like, nigga, I'm waiting for them to bring my money. I don't know what's going on. They could have easily assessed that. Like, I don't even think it needed to get to a handcuff situation. I understand from the police. They like, look, let's just put the suspect in handcuffs and we'll figure it out later. But, you know, like I said, it's unfortunate, man. It's unfortunate. Uh, but folks been killing the teller. That's all I've been saying. Like, niggas killing the teller, saying she an idiot, she's stupid, and that's what I don't like. I ain't niggas like ain't never worked no though. bank. I ain't like that good job in the video. I ain't gonna stunt. I didn't. Did, y- did y'all peep that? Who, I don't even remember that. Who said good job? She did. So I guess she discreetly oh. had a like escort the police, like oh, you know, left okay. him waiting, and I guess escorted the police. Like this is the gentleman that you know I was concerned about, and so she kind of does it and like ducks off, and when they put him in cuffs and they're like walking him out, she's like, "Good job." That yeah. was kind of disgusting. But other than that, like I ain't, <laughs> I ain't really tripping on her. It's really the just police in general. But shout out to Biden. Defund the police is the wrong answer. What did you have on the net Sixers though? I mean, I know they just played. I did watch that game. Um, but I just wanted to know where you wanted to to go with that. So I mean, when you think about it optically, right? So there is this shout out to um, Zach Lowe. There is a writer at ESPN who has this theory that James Harden to the Sixers has always been the goal. Like they're like he and Daryl Morey have been saying, it's just they needed a way to make it happen. And I don't know if y'all remember when he was still in Houston they was trying to figure out the best way to get him to Philly, but because of how Daryl Morey left Houston and how that whole situation happened, it was like, hey, that's never going to be a thing. So right. the Brooklyn trade happens, and originally, from my understanding, there was an opportunity for a three-team trade in the James Harden-Houston era, um, but – it wasn't at the top of any of those other teams' list. They was just trying to – Houston was trying to get James out of there, and I think Philly didn't quite know what they were going to do with the whole Ben Simmons situation. So you fast forward, what, two years now, and James is where he said he always wanted to be. Ben is in Brooklyn, which I feel like a couple years ago, if we were looking at viable trades, that would have been the best trade at the time. Uh, Houston trading James Harden for Ben Simmons, like, and some other stuff. Been solid. But like, that would have been the trade to make. Um, but they end up doing it, and the reason why they say it's like this long drawn out thing is because think about the haul that Houston got for the James Harden stuff, and then the haul that turned into what Houston has been able to get 
because James wanted Russ there, so they had to figure out the best way to get Russ there. And then when they got Russ out of there, they got a haul of shit back too. So basically, Houston won. Philly got the nigga that they always wanted, and Brooklyn gets a good player. Um, I don't necessarily know. It's kind of weird to see how people are talking about Ben Simmons, and it's hard to kind of think about it because the last time we saw him, he looked so out of, for me, when I'm watching, he looked out of character Mm -hmm. as a player because of everything that had happened. So I don't know what to expect when he comes back. But this past week, Philly and Brooklyn have, they played for the first time since the trade went down. There's been a lot of rumors going around about what happened, how KD and Kyrie feel about James effectively quitting on them and going to Philly and having this resurgence. Um, So it was a big game. It was going to be the first time that Ben had been back in Philly in front of those fans since everything happened. And it was one of those moments where I really thought about these really like two questions, right? Well, not even questions, two thoughts. One of them is a question. The first is KD, as much as we've kind of had various uh, opinions on some of the decisions and moves that KD has made throughout his career, one thing that has been constant is his ability as a teammate and a leader to always look out and do what is going to be in the best interest of his teammates, right? And, like, you can see that. I know the clip from – one of those uh, playoff runs in OKC where they were basically like, Russ, how do you feel when people make it seem like you're playing second fiddle or you're not a star or you can't close the game? And KD stopped Russ before he could even say it and was like, hey, y'all are fucking stupid. <laughs> like, y'all are stupid. Um, and I mean – KD left, he left OKC for the reasons that he did, but while he was there, he never threw Russ under the bus. He never let other people talk crazy about Russ, similar to like how, not saying it is not warranted, but the Lakers are allowing a whole lot of shit to be said and thrown around about Russ. He's playing horrible, Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm. I don't think KD would have ever let that shit happen. And when you look back at some of the numbers and some of the games, like Russ has played this bad before in his career when he was coming back from injury and KD shielded a lot of this shit. And then even with the James Harden situation, like they did everything they could to get James there. It was KD's idea. And then the shit falls apart and they like, how do you feel? And he's like, you know, that man has to make whatever decision is going to work best for him. And now with Ben, Patty Mills, I don't want to overshadow Patty Mills because Patty Mills has kind of taken Ben Simmons under his wing um, since he's come to Brooklyn. But everybody was worried about how is Ben going to respond to this crowd in Philly. Philly booed Santa Claus. (laughs) They threw snowballs in Santa Claus. They booed the national anthem when it wasn't good. Like these is people who truly do not give a fuck when it comes to their sports teams. And so people were – Mm-hmm. concerned or really I think people were just more so interested in like hey what is going to happen when he comes back to Philly and when he came out to warm up of course you know the booze rang down and the first person to walk over to this man was KD KD mid workout like mid shot stops and walks over 
and like gives this nigga a five with like a look like, hey, we here. And it seemed to me like watching the game, KD and Kyrie came out with the thought process of, number one, we're going to show you what the fuck we about because I'm back now. And you quit on us, so we finna kick your ass, and we finna show these fans that it don't matter what team Ben was on before, he with us now. And KD was out there talking shit. They out there giving niggas high fives, and it's like, despite what you may feel about Ben Simmons or any of this shit, like, that is what you would want if you are a fan of somebody who has been dealing with what they have said are mental challenges mental hurdles with being a professional athlete i know naomi osaka is in the news right now because she got heckled and it kind of took her out of her game she had another early exit and she showed that emotion and talked about it and she's been getting 50 percent dragged and the other 50 percent are like we got to stop allowing people to disrespect black women in sports and i think this is a topic that is not going to go away so, what are y'all's thoughts on specifically this Ben Simmons situation and how we should approach and discuss him really for the rest of the year? Um, and then what are y'all's kind of reactions to the Nets-Sixers game, if you have any? Well, I did get a chance to watch the game, and um, I agree that I felt like KD and Kyrie, for that matter, I mean, them niggas was on a mission. They was on a mission and the Nets team, first of all, to shut James Harden down. Like it just it seemed like they was it was like, yo, when this nigga got the ball, all this, you know, <laughs> you know, diddle daddling in the lane, all this step back, oh no, 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 nigga, we know you, we know your game. Hey, uh, Kyrie said not today. Shutting that shit down. <laughs> not today, you know, beloved. He like, nigga, I didn't been in practice with you. I know, I know what you're doing. And uh it ain't happening. Um, so they was definitely on a mission. I definitely agree with you because I have seen, you know, just certain coverage. And, you know, I saw when Ben came out and, you know, he was shooting around. Actually, like when he made his first basket, the, the crowd cheered. They cheered when he first, like, made a basket and shoot arounds, which I thought was just kind of funny. I'm like, man, these Philly fans, something else. Um, but, no, like, you know, providing that comfort to him because I know a lot of people think the whole, look, mental health thing is just bullshit. Uh, and, you know, I mean, that's that ain't for me to decide, you know, if it really was a, I'm just not fucking with what y'all said or if I really am going through uh, some mental things and that just added on to it. Uh, but at the end of the day, like you said, Nate, the nigga was playing unlike himself. Like, we know the nigga can't shoot, but it was like on some next level shit that we experienced in the playoffs where maybe it is some validity and the fact that this nigga ain't played yet. Like, maybe there is just some validity to, you know, I, I got to get my mind right to play basketball but you know KD obviously great teammate um I, everything you said was just accurate the nigga do not be throwing niggas under the bus uh Russ is experiencing the opposite now in LA um when it comes to just that game I think it was fun to watch I think it was them trying to say hey Ben you made the right decision nigga we hooping out here even without you so when you do come back nigga just give us something you ain't even got to shoot we shooting a pill off that hook. So you ain't even got to shoot. We got your boy Seth. I mean, come on. Hey. Like, what else you want? It's up. It's up. I promise you when you come yeah. back, it's up. It's up. Yeah. But I'm ready. I'm ready to see Ben come back, man. I'm ready to see him come back. I'm ready to see him actually prove all doubters wrong. Like, I want I want to see him come back and 
be effective, uh, and just be the player who we knew that he was going to be in Philly, you know. But I, I don't blame him for wanting to leave Philly and not playing, bro. Because that nigga was disrespected, bro, by your own coach, bro. So, like, fuck them niggas. Like, I'm with them. I, I 100% agree. And I think I think we are just in an era where people people's lives are so public as as mm-hmm. professional athletes that you now get to see the different type of hoopers that you maybe weren't, you know, we weren't really aware of. I wouldn't even say hoopers, but just athletes in general. I don't think we were completely aware of this unless it was an extreme situation. So before, I think, you know, everybody was a professional athlete. They obviously wanted to win. They obviously tried their best. And then there's maybe like Dennis Rodman, right? Mm-hmm. And I think now we're just getting to the era where lot where their lives are so public, you really see the different types of people. And Ben and, and James really, to me, are pretty similar in this vein that, you know, we're no longer, I love this, I breathe this. Both of them are like, my, life's are, my life is pretty fucking lit, like. I'm about to leave this, go see a Kardashian. I might fly out to the islands for the weekend since we ain't got no games. Uh, I'm going to trick off. I'm, I'm doing high-end fashion. You know, like my lifestyle is is my lifestyle is a fucking program that is, like, going to be followed and documented via social media. Like, I am a superstar. This basketball shit is cool. I think both of them kind of lead that life, like, I don't really give a fuck. If we lose this game, I'm going to be fine. I get that vibe from both of them just on kind of how they move. I'm sure they're upset. Like, I'm sure they're competitive. I don't mean to take away from them. But this just, this just doesn't move them the same way it moves other players. I think it's mm-hmm. evident. And so for someone like Ben, this is work. And so when I'm at work, if my direct supervisor and my peer as a, uh, you know, let's say, mid-level management is what I think you would consider like star players if we were trying mm-hmm. to get put it into terms of more traditional roles. If if my peer in that role and my supervisor both publicly directly throw me under the bus and 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 shift blame to me even cuz granted he did have a bad performance, but you right. don't do that especially nope. in a role where I have to spend more time with y'all than I spend with my family and friends like bro fuck y'all. And so I feel that everybody calling them soft right. I'm like I'm like Ben ain't soft. You soft because you get up and go to that job. You know our our, our uh, you know some of the older males at the barbershop. I'm like he ain't soft. You soft. You've been going to that job for thirty years. They give you bullshit schedules and talk crazy to you, and you go your day. So that's soft. Saying fuck y'all and I, I'm gonna stand by this shit and I'll do whatever I got to. I'm not fucking with y'all. Just like I honestly think, and you know he might prove me wrong, but I think Ben is fine. I think Ben has been waiting to come back and turn up. But I think he was doubling down. I am not playing in Philadelphia this year. Like, I'm not doing that shit. I don't know if he ever plays in Philly again. He might take off Philly games for the rest <laughs> of his career. Like, fuck y'all. I, like, because people think mental health literally means that I cannot function. I, you know, I am reclused and depressed in my house and I just can't. No, it means that when I leave my house and every fucking person I see wants to tell me about how I have messed up and I'm terrible and I can't shoot all these years later. It is exhausting. It is exhausting for me at 16 not to smack the fire out of one of y'all. So I, I I can't do this right now. I can't come to practice and y'all act like me being upset by this is crazy. And y'all want to kumbaya. I know how you feel. I know how you feel about me. I don't want to do this. 
yes, this is mentally draining for me. Leave me alone. I feel that just how I feel James Harden is like, bro, I ain't come here for this. Like like Nate was saying, I was trying to get to Houston. I knew I wasn't going to be able to get there directly. I was supposed to come here, link with y'all. We we get at least one or two championships. Then, you know, if we want to keep it going, I can be some part of a great dynasty. But if not, I can always go to Philly because that's where I'm really trying to be with, with Maury, who's going to do what I want to when I want to. But but Kyrie up here, he ain't re-signing his extension. He come, he only play half the games. He he's sage in the crypt. You know I don't believe in sage like that. I I'm I don't live that lifestyle. You know what? If we gonna be kinda good, I can go to where I can do whatever I want. I can go link with Meek after the games with Travis Scott, it ain't no problems. I ain't gotta be like Kyrie and 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 KD, we in the gym. We in the gym. Well, I don't do that. I'm not trying to do all that. Y'all out here spinning on one foot. We look, I hoop. Y'all, y'all, y'all might love this shit. That ain't me. Y'all come to Philly, the biggest game of the season, blow us out. I'm not tripping. I'm gonna go link with Travis Scott. Like this don't even, I'm not even gonna be thinking about this an hour after this, bro. And that's just different people. Kyrie and KD are those type of hoopers, those that Kobe mindset of I'm gonna go out and fucking kill. Like I'm I'm letting it be known. James Harden was probably like, yeah, we do play Brooklyn tonight. That's crazy. And goes on about his day fine as hell. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's just different people. And so, I think we're going to see Ben soon. I think we see Ben this week. I can see that. I mean, I know they were talking about he was coming back, like, soon. And then it was just decided, hey, he ain't coming back for that Philly game. Because I, yeah. I was like, that's one of those circles on the calendar. But, yeah. This has been another episode of the After Five Podcast, man. Thank you for listening. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, more life, more that's coming. Also, in case you missed it, the website is live, baby. It's live. That's theafterfivepod.com. Once again, theafterfivepod.com. Check us out there. Make sure to follow, like, subscribe, all social media. Uh, and everywhere you listen to get podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, I mean, nigga, if they got podcasts, they most likely got your favorite podcast at the five pod. Uh, so be sure to check us out. But without further ado, man, it's your boy AC. Your boy Tayo. And your boy Nate B. Peace. Holla. Who the